What happens when a Catholic deacon matches wits with a Catholic radio show host? You get a marriage made in heaven. They may not always agree, but they're always faithful. It's the Akins with their view from the pew on Modern Day Radio. And welcome to this episode of View from the Pew. I'm your host, Brenda Aiken, and joining me today is the man who has a new name, the good deacon, Scott Aiken. I do. I have a, an additional title, and I, you know, I didn't think I'd belabor a title so much, but I suppose every grandparent nowadays has to come up with something that maybe isn't old-fashioned, but I went with old-fashioned. So we just had a granddaughter, right? And so I, I went with grandpa. Because that's what I called my grandpa. And I thought, I'll just continue the tradition as opposed to getting something snazzy. (laughs) So I thought at first that I would just maybe wait and see what our granddaughter Rosie calls us. But then somebody said, well, you know, they're going to call you or make a version of whatever everybody else is calling you. So she said, you do need to think of a name. So I initially thought for a long time, what it was going to be, but I do feel like I'm settling on Mimi because it just feels a little special. I don't know. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I will uh, probably go through different iterations of it because right now all we need to do is look and tell this little baby girl how beautiful she is. It is quite incredible to watch your child have a child and then to to just see them become really a whole new person. Oh, I'm, and I'm so glad that uh, the day that she was giving birth that I, I made the lazy decision to stay home and wait. Because if I had I gone with you to the hospital, then you probably wouldn't have been able to go in like you did um, to help out the new mom and dad. And you did great. And they were just, they were so healthy and happy. And it was just incredible to see that you could be there as a witness to that and as a help to that. Maybe she'll call me Mimi. <laughs> maybe that'll be it maybe i'll i'll uh, i'll come up with something wholly and completely new i felt so blessed to be able to be there our our daughter and son-in-law they had talked about it and we were respectful they they said we'll call you and i said great you i appreciate that and but i'll be close so if you need anything and it just turned out that as i After I went to work, I went back up to the hospital just to be near in case anything needed. And I brought them some food and uh, they said, well, just sit and wait. You know, we're we're okay. She was feeling all right. And then as things progressed and the doctors and nurses started getting things going, I said, I'll step out now. And, and, you know, uh, I'm close by. And my daughter said at that moment, I need you to stay. And of course, what any parent would would do. I'm right here. I'm right here. And it was just such a beautiful moment to be that close to my daughter and son-in-law and to watch them. I really worked to try to stay around and close and a witness for them. For all of those who are listening who might be grandparents, you probably can think back how awkward that was when you became a grandparent that you probably, like we did, you really had to hold yourself back from being the parent. And that was, I think, my my big revelation was, I didn't realize it'd be so hard to let go of being the parent and let my son-in-law make the decisions, let my daughter go forward um, and make her decisions. And it was just a bit unnerving, which was good. 
it was a it actually was great it was a great uh reminder of humility for me because there was that point when i was learning and now that i've got this wisdom doesn't mean i get to throw the wisdom around i have to give that out uh, very mercifully and very gently as it's asked not force it out so so i've been doing that all along and i i don't pretend to to know I, even though i might know i don't pretend to know i i ask them how can i help you and one of the great things about this is i'm at home in my job and I've been able to help out um, in pinches when they need somebody to hold the baby. And when you're on Zoom, hey, that's that's as good as a cat walking across the screen, <laughs> if not better. Oh, for sure. And I suppose there is a little bit of a learning curve, as you said, Scott, about stepping back, not being the parent now role that we typically would have with her, but taking on this grandparent role for this new baby. And I think that's a role that we're going to grow into, similar that way that a new parent might have uh, this child placed in their hands. They just have no idea what they're doing. But when the second one comes along and the third, they, they get better and better at it. Uh, maybe we won't have quite that steep of a learning curve as grandparents, but uh, we're learning and it's so exciting and I cannot wait to continue to learn. So we don't have any special guests on the show today, but fortunately for us, Scott, we've got the internet that's going to help us learn to become fantastic grandparents because, well... I can't think of a better thing there is. So coming up after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about what are some of the benefits of a grandparent-grandchild relationship, both for the child, for the grandparent, and for their faith. Stay with us. we got a great show ahead for you on this week's View from the Pew. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak. You can find me at deepadventure.com. The other night, I woke up from just this incredible dream. I was surfing my way down the face of a glassy, perfect wave. 
It wasn't 20 feet. It wasn't 40 feet. It wasn't 50 feet. I can't even tell you how big this wave was, but I was very well aware in my dream that I was surfing a wave in heaven. We need to remind ourselves of the splendor and the wonder and the amazing future that we have awaiting us in heaven. Thomas Aquinas, who I just love his mind, wrote so many words, I'll probably never be able to read them all. And if I did, I could probably never comprehend them all. He had the experience of being taken up in a vision or maybe in his spirit to heaven. And when he returned, he stopped writing. He said everything he had written up to that was just straw. Thomas Aquinas never wrote again. He was so struck by the awesomeness of the beatific vision of God and of heaven. God created you. He created me. He created mankind to have relationship with him. He sent his only begotten son to redeem us. He became man so that we could become like him and even partake in his divinity and enjoy the trinity of love. Do you think that God just created us to live in this world and then go to heaven and then just cool our jets up there and play harps. God has a great plan for you. We're going to be living on into eternity. God has a beautiful plan for you, not just here on this earth, but in heaven. We can look forward. I don't even know to what plans God has for you or God has for me, but it's going to be awesome. And we're going to be doing it and living it in his presence. We're going to ride the waves of his glory. Until next time, this is Bear Wozniak. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Mater Day Radio has broadcast the consecration of the Blessed Sacrament every day for more than 33 years. Your generosity has made this remarkable legacy of faith possible. Together, we can help even more souls find healing and renewal through Christ's precious gift of the Holy Eucharist. Join this vital mission and be changed as we celebrate the transformational power of the Eucharist during Mater Day Radio's 2023 Fall share October 9th through 13th. Become a major part of this week of transformation by helping us build a robust matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Mater Dei Radio's success in October by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your giving. Learn more and make your matching gift now at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And be changed during our 2023 Fall share at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus and the Holy Eucharist through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken with their View from the Pew on Mater Dei Radio. Scott, you are a learner. You like to pick up new things and inform yourself on things. And I think maybe you'll take on grandparenthood as this new adventure to learn. Me, I tend to feel like I'm going to feel my way through all this. I'm just going to be in love and be joyful. And let's just see where the adventure is going to take us. First time grandparenthood. It's such a wonderful thing. And I, when we posted about pictures of the baby, I remember when I, I put this out there, I said, so many people shared with us how wonderful grandparenthood is. But then she was born. And that's when I, we realized I didn't know it would feel like this. It's such a wonderful gift. And I've been doing some reading. I found a great article I thought we could talk about today about the benefits of a grandparent and grandchild relationship. There are many, 
And so I thought we'd share some of these today on the show and it'll help us along, help you learn and help me feel. And together between the two of us, I think we'll have a pretty great relationship with our new granddaughter. First and foremost, for our family, what we, and especially you as a permanent deacon, will be able to teach our grandchild about their faith. I think that there is a role. There is a parent role in the faith of their children in passing it on. But I think for you and I, we can live it and show them how through a lifetime living the faith is such an important thing. You know, um, a lot of listeners don't know that maybe that I'm half Native American, half non-Indian. And on the faith journey that I had as, as a child, a lot depended upon my grandfather. And my grandfather, in his witness before he died of conversion to the faith, uh, gave me a gift that I can't be, be more grateful for. I, can't, I couldn't recognize it until later in my life what, what a gift it was. Uh, he, had, he had given of himself constantly, and I've shared a little bit of this before, uh, like a deacon, but in the context of our tribal cultural faith. And after my grandmother had died, who, who was the Catholic in the family for, and part of our tribe was, was very much Catholic, my grandfather was not. And he found a place in his heart to, con- to convert shortly before he died. The effect of grandparents on my life, of a, of a grandfather, a grandmother who was faithful and a grandfather who recognized the value at the end of his life of that faith and accepted it, was, was so instrumental for me to be who I am today. And I feel like there is an echo of that now in, in my presence for our daughter and for her daughter. So it's, there's a, there's a great connection for me and I'm very much a person of connectedness. And I I see that and value that in a way that I, I can see more clearly now that I am a grandparent. Doing a quick search for our show today. I went to love to know.com and they talked about grandparenthood. What you just spoke about was one of the benefits that they point out too, and that's knowing a family history. So much of mm. who you are is because of your family history. I think about my grandparents and much of what I know about them is because of my mom and dad, because one, my mom's mom, father, they didn't speak English. We didn't speak Spanish in the home. My other set of grandparents, they lived 2,500 miles away, so we didn't get to see them very often. So their connection, knowing who their parents were, is how I came to know my grandparents that way. I think likewise for you and I, our granddaughter's ability to know her great-grandparents are going to be because of you and I. It's a memory. It's a family memory that that grandparents know, and it's something that kids want to know about. So be open and share about your family. And I think lots of stories about our family are, are in our granddaughter's future. Scott, this sounds like a great idea too. One of the ideas that grandparents have the ability to teach their kids, especially in today's day and age, a new skill set. So you think about having uh, kids around. Now, I appreciate that we have kids that can help me with technology. But when it comes to things like 
we need to fix this item or I need to teach you how to uh, a family recipe. Those are types of things that grandparents can pass on. The skill set, it's something that we can teach. We're not done teaching anything. And with that special relationship with grandkids where you don't have that responsibility of making sure, you know, their upbringing, they're safe and and paying for them and making sure all of those things happen. As grandparents, we can just say, you know what, let's spend the day together. I'm, you're going to work on a project. I'm going to make cookies. Let's do these things together. It increases happiness for sure, but it's an important skill set that grandparents can still help with raising of grandchildren. Yeah, and I and I think it's a it's a natural um, process in our life that as we get older, there becomes the the weakness that comes in getting older weakness in terms of, of physical ability of endurance and so we slow down and I think it fits it, there's a match for that slowing down of uh, of the child who's learning and there and in that there's a mutualism for the grandparent and the grandchild I think where the grandchild is getting wisdom from the grandparent and the grandparent is getting energy from the grandchild and that dynamic I think is is one small invaluable component of of a family that has uh, continuity and in, in, as we know it in today's day and age the challenge of having a marriage that stays together let alone a family that really holds tight together is is often um, not experienced by many grandchildren let alone children so you know we we are grateful for this we see this for the the value that it is and we attribute it to a life that has been rooted in faith. And I think of uh, St. Joachim and St. Anne, you know, that, that as they brought Mary into the world, not knowing what that would mean for them to, to be grandparents of our Lord. There is, it's not something we think about very often, but they are truly indeed grandparents of our Lord. Uh, they brought Mary into the world and Mary brought Jesus into the world. And there's a continuity there that is, that is recognized as, as we say in the church, true, right, and beautiful. I'm feeling that now as a grandparent. Oh, I'm with you too. And it's amazing too, with this little baby, how many of us it is taking just in these early days to help with all of her needs. Now, one of the benefits, I think that, you and I really look forward to is time spent with this child, but time spent with her and whoever might come in the future to allow our children time with their spouses. I mean, we are there to, to back up and support their marriage and to be able to take our, their children from them, to give them a break, to allow them time to bond. I still want to be, there to help them in that way and to be able to focus on this grandchild so that way they can focus on their marriage. I think very early on when we became parents, one of the the books or articles that I read is it said the best thing that you can do for your children is to love and have a strong marriage. And so if we can support our children in having that strong marriage, well, I feel like that's that's part of being a family is to support each other. And if we're having time with our grandchild 
to support their bonds in marriage. We had a lot of help from our parents when we were raising our kids. You know, and I think it harkens back to just a very early context of our of our development as as people that we forget that we used to live in small communities. And in those small communities, there was a mutualism to the community supporting those in need. And, and a newborn child is a, right in there, those in need. And so people step forward, help to, to take care of the child. There's a context there that is intimate of the family, broader family, surrounding a newborn and giving them support in a way that is, uh, is I think, reminiscent of what we're talking about here, that we have a deep connection to our children and as a consequence, our grandchildren. And the result of that is a community that that forms beyond just the nuclear family. Mm. And that's what I think as church, we we can see uh, the, the, uh, the value of womanhood and the value of fatherhood in, in a right way that, that gives um, the, the context and the ascension of the Lord, if you will, um, meaning. Mm-hmm. Christ came from, from this family who was supported by family. And you know, just the context of, I was, I was praying the rosary the other day with my son, and we were um, praying the glorious mysteries, and we were talking a bit about the mysteries and the joyful mysteries. You know, when, when Mary goes to visit her cousin. Elizabeth and how valuable that was for her to have support during her pregnancy. Seeing these connections of family really comes to, I think, an awareness as a, as a grandparent because you value the history of what's brought you here. And you recognize and have mercy for those peaceful people and those parts that, of that existence of continuity that maybe didn't work out as well as we had hoped. And yet we have new hope in this, in this grandchild. So many beautiful things that I don't think we even can fathom yet how things will unfold, but we know that we look forward to them with joy. Planning for this baby, and we didn't know her at the time, it started many, many years ago, and you and I took a trip to Fatima, and it was part of a very special trip you and I had been planning. One of the things that we brought home from that trip, because we knew that God had wonderful things in store for you and I as our children were growing older, we recognized at that time, is that we brought home a baptismal gown, handmade there in Portugal. And we knew that that would be a family gown. Our our granddaughters, our grandsons, all of them would wear this gown. Again, a memory of a family. And so that gown sat in a container waiting for the time when it would be used. And we have the added benefit of your diaconate. That's part of the planning for so many years ago, for 16 years now you've been a deacon. 16 years ago, we had no idea that a time would come that a granddaughter would wear a baptismal gown from Fatima and you would be pouring baptismal waters over her head. What an incredible gift that she'll have, that will have in, in the coming months you get to be a deacon and baptize our granddaughter. I'm really looking forward to that day. Yeah, that's that's going to to be a tremendous um, connection of God's grace in our lives that that I have that opportunity to do that. But you know, as 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 parents 
that we are in this place that we are, we are here because as so often you hear in society, we're, we're on the, on the shoulders of giants. Well, our giants in our lives mm-hmm. should be our family, should be our faith and the faith that our family brings forward. And again, I recognize not every family has that potent, that that background per se, but it doesn't mean that we can't hope for that. And it doesn't mean that we as, as people of faith uh, shouldn't strive for that. And so I think our reflection on our grandparents gives us a, a model to stand tall and firm for our, our family in the faith. Um, and that's our kids and our grandkids to be with this new granddaughter. I can't help but smile just throughout this show, thinking about all of the possibilities that are coming forward. And as I said again, I never knew I could feel like this. It's like looking at our own children again, just being so in love. Uh, and you're, many people are right. Grandparents, all you have to do is love. And that's, I really feel like you and I are ready to just love this beautiful baby. And perhaps if it's been a while since you've been able to talk to your grandparents, young people, please give them a call. They love you. They want to hear from you. They just want to know what's going on in your life. Scott, before we go, will you end us in prayer? Lord, we thank you as we always do, recognizing the name of Mary, that it is the Holy Family that gives us strength in our times of need, in our faith. And so we are grateful and mindful of the Holy Family, grateful for St. Joseph, for his commitment to care for Jesus and bring him forward to the man that he became. We trust in you, Lord, that in our lives, that our children and our grandchildren are constantly seen as blessings. Even when we're challenged, may we turn to the Holy Family, regain strength, and recommit our minds and hearts to follow you in your faith of your mom and dad and your Father in heaven. We ask this in your holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is going to wrap it up for us on this week's View from the Pew. Please join us again next week as we share with you more stories about our faith, our family, and our View from the Pew. God bless. Have a great week. You've been listening to View from the Pew, a weekly look at faith and family life from a Catholic perspective with Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken. For more information on the Aikens and to listen to an archive of their previous shows, visit them online at moderndayradio.com slash pew. View from the Pew is produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio in Portland, Oregon.